The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are yous? Is all keeping well in podcast land? I can only assume that yous are. Yeah, because we're rolling into the mouth of the holidays. It's almost Christmas. And yeah, this week's episode will be very Christmassy. We've got a lot of Christmas wee type things for yous this week. Um, but, of course, we have an incredible interview. And yes, you've already seen the title of this week's episode. We have... Piping legend, Bruce Gandy! Oh my god! Yep, I'm so excited to bring this week's episode. It seems to be, we actually talked to Bruce a while ago. This was recorded maybe a couple of weeks ago. I've been holding on to this interview now for a while and I can't wait to bring it to you on this week's podcast. So, yes, strap yourselves in. It's going to be quite an awesome episode of the podcast this week. So, first of all, let's get through the domestic, shall we, before we get into the topic of the week and all that good stuff. If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. Yes, we have a huge back catalogue of tons of piping goodness back there, so loads for you to check out. But if this is, this is your first one, then you're very welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about the Great Highland Bagpipe, the love of its music and its people. And that's exactly why we're here each and every week. Now, yes, if you haven't already and you would like to, then uh, yeah, you can help support the show. Each and every week we do mention it, but this week is possibly more important than other weeks. Yes, like every podcast out there, we have a Patreon page. You can click on support and you get access to tons of extra pipe and content that you wouldn't ordinarily get access to. Now, I have to say the Patreon faithful have been uh, spoiled this last while and they're about to receive their Christmas presents. Because we have some huge, big shows planned for you guys over the Christmas period, over New Year's. And everyone over there on Patreon will get early access to these. Yes. Now, full disclosure, for those of you who support us on Patreon, you guys are awesome. And you are the Patreon faithful. You'll get episodes of Big Rab Show Plus. You get exclusive discounts on our online store. You get all sorts of exclusive interviews and performances and video content and Tons of stuff back there, plus our weekly uh, Fuse FM radio show catch-up and stuff. So if you do happen to miss our live radio show on Fuse FM, then, yeah, you get to download it every week and take it with you just for being a Patreon supporter. So, yeah, I will tell you later on in the podcast what shows are, yeah, are coming to Patreon exclusive. Uh, But, yeah, you guys here on the podcast, listening as normal... Without being supporters on Patreon, don't worry, you will get access to these episodes just later down the line, I suppose. You'll have to wait a week or two. But if you do want to get early access to these, then Patreon is where it's at. Because, yeah, they'll be dropping on Patreon very shortly. Mm. 
So, yeah, honestly, I know I kind of slabber about it and big it up every week, but seriously, Patreon is where it's going to be at over the next three to four weeks. We have a ton of great content heading over there on Patreon that we've been working quite hard on. So, yeah, a lot of great stuff heading our Patreon page. We'll talk more about Patreon later on in the show. Now, each and every week, we do start our show with listener mail. And last week, we had a voicemail from uh, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew O'Sullivan. And I have to give a shout-out to him as well. A lot of people actually commented and said that Andrew did talk for a bit, but it was really enjoyable. Yeah, and uh, yeah, apologies again to Andrew. We did have to edit it for time and everything because... I think it was nearly 15 minutes worth of the show and stuff we dedicated to your voicemail, mate. So, but yeah, honestly, thank you for sending them through. Uh, so we did get some listener mail in saying that a lot of people really enjoyed the Fred Morrison interview on last week's podcast. So thank you, everyone. And yeah, a lot of people actually asking where can they get a hold of Fred's book and stuff. So managed to send them all the link to the website and that. And so there you go. So go to Fred's website and buy his book. You won't regret it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't caught last week's episode, actually go and check it out. It is a real clinker. It's a great interview with a piping legend. And we've kind of been knocking out of the park this last while with interviews. We've got some pretty big names, you know. So yeah, go and check out the back catalogue. We've got some pretty decent interviews behind us already. So well worth checking out. Alright, so as far as listener mail goes this week, it's mostly all commentary, talking about previous episodes and uh, all that sort of stuff. Plus, we've been furiously emailing back and forth in preparation for other episodes rolling into the new year. So that's kind of what's dominated our inbox this last while. So, yeah. So if you do want to send us some mail, then you can do. Rolling into the holidays, of course, you can email us as always. BigRabShow at gmail.com Now, we would normally be doing a Christmas list episode at this point we would normally be pointing you in the direction of which products and that to buy and all that sort of stuff but uh unfortunately nobody emailed us in and we don't have any recommendations uh for you so hey believe it or not we still have a packed episode so yeah you can draw your own conclusions where's my wee thing where is it (laughs) draw your own conclusions Yeah, there you go. You can go and shop around for your leisure or to your leisure and all that there. And aye, there's tons of products out there, man. There's so many to talk about. If anything, we're probably kicking off this week's piping news with one. So there you go. Anyway, let's get into our next feature, which is a real favourite of the show. And all you guys really seem to love this at the moment. We're getting a lot of emails about it saying that Weekly Drone is your favourite. So yes, it's time for the Weekly Drone. And... uh, yeah, this will be the last weekly drone, actually, until after the holidays. Yeah, full disclosure. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be putting weekly drone on hold for a couple of weeks just to give us a bit of a break. Give Aaron a chance to throw the heels up in front of the fireplace and just relax for a bit. And then we'll bring him back, of course, for more weekly drone in the new year. Uh, so, yeah, what is this week's weekly drone? Uh, please tell me it's not a depressing one. <laughs> the weekly drone. Here's to 2020. Dear Big Rab Show team, Seriously, I don't think you guys have gotten enough credit for all the work and content you are producing in the face of what has been a horrible year for us all. The global pandemic has had a massive effect on the piping world. 
and you guys have rolled with the punches and still managed to keep us all connected and thoroughly entertained. Some top class interviews with the best in the piping scene, along with your YouTube replays, beer tent event, and the amazing live quizzes you had at the start of lockdown. The Big Rab Show Awards were an absolute smash, and a load of fun. Managing to pull together the piping world when we have all been split apart. I want to thank you all for your hard work, which has not gone unnoticed by us in the scene. Your weekly radio show on Fuse FM is a must in our house, and the podcast keeps me company on the bus on my way to work each and every week. Up to four hours of content each and every week is not easy, and you guys seem to produce it all with ease. Special mention to Erin, Andrew, Deej and Alicia. We all really appreciate your input on the show and I'm sure Rab would agree he couldn't do it without you. The shows where Rab brings you in for a chat are always a hit and we love hearing your perspective on how things are going. Looking forward to hearing more from you in the future. All in all, I just wanted to say a huge thank you 2020 has been a horrible year and I wanted to pay tribute to all of your hard work. When our own RSPBA are stumbling their way from disaster to disaster, it would seem the only steady ship is the Big Rab Show team and their love of the music and its people. I am hoping that the RSPBA will take note of this and hopefully work with you in coming years as we all hope to rebuild for 2021. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and let's hope for a happy and prosperous new year filled with music. We will continue to support you guys every week just as you support us. The Weekly Drone Ah, thank you so much, Weekly Droner. Now, if I'm totally honest, I was a little bit reluctant to bring that weekly drone to this week's podcast um but you know we did get some criticism last week um for not patting ourselves on the back because a lot of our listener mail that we would get would be congratulatory and we did say that any weekly drone that is received regardless of the content will make it here to the big rab show so warts and all that was this week's weekly drone so thank you so much for all of your kind words honestly it really does count for a lot uh, to know that us and the rapture team our work hasn't gone unnoticed and yes i would completely agree that i could not do this on my own so full credit to the big rab show team now valicia Aaron and andrew and Deej and all of us you know we all kind of put in our our shift every week producing all of this content for you folks so yeah, thank you, Weekly Droner, honestly, whoever you are. Um, yeah, thank you. I think that's just the word I really want to say there. On behalf of all of us, thank you very much. Okay, so, yeah, feeling slightly embarrassed and a little bit self-indulgent after that, but, hey, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> right, it's about to get all together Christmassy on the Big Rab Show podcast, just for a little while. I suppose. Now, if anything, Weekly Drone has become quite a huge feature on the Big Rab Show podcast. Um, and if anything, it's developed into something else. Aaron McElwain on the Big Rab Show team, of course, is bass drummer with Klaus Kelt and a drum major as well. But uh, he's turning out to be a bit of a podcasting and radio superstar. 
because a lot of you guys really love his delivery and his voice on Weekly Drone. In fact, we are now starting to get requests for Aaron McElwain to actually start reading stuff out on the podcast, which I have to say is epic, and I totally agree. Aaron does a cracking job on Weekly Drone, and uh, yeah, it's you know it wouldn't be Weekly Drone without Aaron. Do you know what I mean? So thank you, Aaron, for your week, uh, your work on Weekly Drone, man. And uh, yeah, we did send him a bit of a request that we received here on the Big Rap Show team. We got an email this week from Joe Brady, who said, uh, "Rab, I would love to hear this read out." By Aaron McElwain, if you could send it to him and please record it for the pod, I think it would be epic. Now, this is a story called A Piper's Night Before Christmas that was all composed by Martha Schidler from Flagstaff in Arizona. Now, I've probably butchered your name there, Martha, but apologies. Uh, but, yeah, that stuff, that rap got wrong. Of course. But, yes, since Aaron has a bit of a fan club and we got this request... Uh, for him to read this story out, and it's altogether Christmassy. So, Aaron, here he is. Here's Aaron McElwain on A Piper's Night Before Christmas. A Piper's Night Before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house... Not a piper was stirring, they all were quite soused. Their hose was hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The drummers were nestled, all snug in their beds, midst visions of drumsticks and new premier heads. And Ma in Balmoral, and I in my tam, had just settled down for an impromptu jam, when out on the lawn there rose such a clatter. I sprang from my chair, my music a scatter. Away to the window I tore in a hurry, yelling to Ma, keep piping, don't worry. She struck in her drones and had a wee blow. As I gazed at the moonlight on new-fallen snow, Then what to my wandering eyes should appear But a sleigh full of pipers and drummers and beer? With a little old driver who spoke with such force, That I knew right away, he's the PM of course. More rapid than eagles his pipers they came, He whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Angus, now Seamus, now Gordon and Harry. On Duncan, on Ian, on Willie and Larry. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now pipe away, pipe away, pipe away all. Almost as one and without any gripes, they blew up and struck in eight sets of pipes. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the chanters, the drum rolls with nary a goof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney Nicholas came with a bound. With shoes newly shined and shirt neatly pressed, he was, I could see, regimentally dressed. 
His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. I could see that he'd already been into the sherry. I smiled at him now and became somewhat bolder, as a new set of nails he flung on his shoulder. The blow stick he held tight in his teeth, the bass drum caught at and knocked off our wreath. He had a broad face, was fairly well built, and damn, this guy looked good in a kilt. A wink of his eye, a twist of his head, soon gave me to know I'd be best off in bed. He spoke not a word by the light of the moon, but struck in his pipes and played me a tune. He played a 2-4, a 6-8 and a reel, a strassbay and a hornpipe, a jig with great zeal. After he played all these tunes just for me, he stopped and put gifts out under the tree. Pipes by McCallum and pipes made by Crone, all guaranteed to blow steady tone. Reeds and chanters, a new water trap, ash plugs and tuners, and all of that stuff. Then laying a finger aside of his nose, he gave the pipes a couple more blows. He looked at the chimney he'd come down before, said, the hell with this, I'll go out the door. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of Scotch thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and a piping hot night. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? I'm just feeling altogether Christmassy now, after that. Wow, I've never heard that story before, actually. So thank you to Joe Brady for sending that through. And also, Aaron's delivery of it, honestly. Second to none. Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate that, mate. That really made me smile this week. And altogether feeling all sorts of Christmassy. Now, ourselves on The Big Rab Show, we've been doing our Fuse FM radio show now for years. Would be safe to say. Years and years. And over this last while, uh, over this last five to ten years, ourselves on Fuse, we've recorded our own little Christmas songs that have become kind of iconic with ourselves. Now, I'm sure you guys are already nodding your heads by now and going, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So let's do it, shall we? Yeah, it's that time of the year. It's time for the Big Rap Show 12 Days of Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a Richard Parks MD. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two opening rolls and a Richard Parks MD. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three early chanters, two opening rolls and a Richard Parks MD. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four parsters bay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MB. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me it's World's Week, four 
Parsh to Spay, three early chanters, two Oakland Rolls, and a Richard Parks MD. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six judges judging its world's week. Four Parsh to Spay, three early chanters, two Oakland Rolls, and a Richard Parks MD. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Seven sides a-slappin', six judges judging its world's week Four parsters bathe, three early chanters, two opening rolls And a Richard Parks M.B. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Eight drum majors marching, seven sides a-slappin', six judges judging its world's week Four parsters bay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MB. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine supporters dancing, eight drum majors marching, seven sides a slapping, six judges judging its world's week. Four parsters bay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MB. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Ten officials shouting, nine supporters dancing, eight drum majors marching, seven sides a-slapping, six judges judging its world's week. Four parsters bay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MD. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Eleven pipers, pipers, ten officials shouting Nine supporters dancing, eight drum majors marching Seven sides a-slapping, six judges judging It's world's week Four parsters bay, three early chanters, two opening rolls And a Richard Parks MD On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten officials shouting, nine supporters dancing, eight drum majors marching, seven sides slapping, six judges judging, it's a world's week. Four parsters bay, three early chanters, two opening rolls, and a Richard Parks MB. I know, I know, that believe it or not, that was recorded in 2015, years ago, and the entire thing was done in one take. Yeah, I remember recording that at the time, because we didn't have any fancy recording gear like we do now, and uh, yeah, that was one take, one take wonder, and uh, yeah, well hopefully that made you smile, a bit of a laugh. We do have another Christmas number that will hopefully bring you towards the end of the podcast this week, but we need to get into some other stuff. Uh, but yes, if you would like to send us in any messages at all, you know, our weekly drone feature is available on our website right now, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. And like I said, any submissions will probably not op- uh, come over the next couple of weeks. Uh, because we are rolling into the holidays. But yes, start of January into February, yes, any weekly drone submissions will make future shows, you can be guaranteed. So it is the best way to contact the show, honestly. You know, it has no names, no locations, no bands, nothing like that. There's no connection at all. So you can talk absolutely freely on any topic at all. You could be talking about... I don't know, the RSPBA financial situation or the global pandemic and what will the effect be in 2021 or what are your hopes for the new year or have you picked up the practice chanter after years of not playing? 
Tons of great stories, insights, complaints, moans and drones can hit our weekly drum. That's a place to do it. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash weekly drone. Now, also, when you're on our website as well, don't forget about our ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo. Yes, I know, that's another shameless promotion, but I'm promoting it for a reason. It's because it may not be hanging around for much longer. So do consider going over there now, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, and you can get 30 days of Dojo Premium for $1 sign-up fee. Now, that means they drop the paywall on absolutely everything, and you get access to the full premium membership for $1 for 30 days. So, ticket for a spin, you know, even if you were just curious, $1, you know, and you get 30 days full access to everything, including the live lessons, all your Facebook groups, your, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's an amazing service, honestly, so much stuff back there. Um, so yeah and if at the end of 30 days you decide not to keep it on you can cancel it no problem and all it's cost you is a buck but if you decide to keep it on then you're already 30 days into your piping journey so why not go and give it a go thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo all right now i have to give a special plug again uh, to a little tune that recently was written for us by lincoln hilton Yeah, do you remember this? Whenever we released episode 200, at the very end of episode 200, we had quite a cool surprise for you guys here in the Rab Show podcast. Absolute bagpiping legend, Lincoln Hilton, wrote a brand new tune just for us on the Big Rab Show podcast. It was called Big Rab's 200th. Now, Lincoln has released that, of course, in his Modern Piping uh, publication, and you guys can go and get all the sheet music and stuff and learn the tune for yourself. But also, Stephen Shedden actually composed a drum score to accompany the piece. Now, just today, as I'm recording this podcast, Stephen released a video of him performing this drum score to Big Rab's 200th. And I have to say, if you're a drumming fan at all, go and check out Stephen's video. It would melt your face. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I actually showed the video to my wife before I come out here to record that. And her words were, well, that was energetic. <laughs> There's a review for you. Uh, yeah, so Stephen, honestly, man, I am absolutely blown away by this. And uh, yeah, there'd be no chance I would ever be able to play this drum score, man. It's incredible. So I figured I would bring you guys the audio of this incredible drum score to our tune by Lincoln Hilton, Big Rab's 200th. So here he is. Here's Stephen Shedden.
Come on, Stephen. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. So if you are interested, go and check out Stephen Shedden on social media. He's uploaded that to his Instagram and on his Facebook page. You know, all the social media type places. It's absolutely an incredible drum score. I, I just don't know how he manages to fit all that open work in. It's incredible. So there. There you go. I still love that tune. Big Rab's 200th. It's absolutely awesome. And like I said, you can go and get that from Lincoln Hilton's latest publication. And you can also check out Stephen playing his drum score there just as, we, as you just heard. Alright. Well, guys, I think at this point in the podcast, actually, I'm going to take a very quick break before we start getting into some bagpiper news. The whole reason why you tuned into the podcast is yet to come with Topic of the Week chatting to piping legend Bruce Gandhi. But yeah, I think at this point, I'll go and take myself a little breather and I'll be right back. McClellan Bagpipes From North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan From Euston, Scotland They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Ah, yes indeed. Welcome back. And uh, no, it's not topic of the week, but it's actually time to get into the piping news. Yep, time for the piping news. And uh, you believe it or not, this past week has been actually quite busy in the bagpiping world. You might think, ah, it's the 16th of December 2020. You know, what What exactly is happening out there, Rab? Surely you have nothing to talk about by now. Oh, contraire, my friend. Oh, contraire. We have loads to talk about. Now, first thing I wanted to talk about is this past weekend... Our good friends there at Chanderant, the Lady Pipers podcast, the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast, and ourselves, the Big Rab Show, were involved in a huge online podcast gathering, all gathering up together, talking nonsense, drinking beer, and talking about piping, drumming, and all sorts of other shenanigans. So, yes, this was all recorded as part of the Chanderant podcast, and that was done for a good reason. Uh, these guys always kind of fly close to the knuckle. Uh, yeah, listener, listener discretion is advised. Yeah, for sure. Some adult conversations and naughty language. But if that doesn't annoy you, then definitely go and check out our friends at Chanter Rant, who will hopefully be releasing that episode very soon. We're not entirely sure when that will drop, uh, but we do know that the recording lasted well over three and a half, four hours, maybe. And then the after party continued until 2.30, 3am here in the morning in the UK. Uh, I didn't last that long, I'm afraid. I kind of cried off early at like half one, 2am, something like that. Um, but honestly, the entire thing was a bit of a blur. Uh, it was so much fun. I've never laughed so hard. It was honestly the best time. So shout out to all of our fellow podcasters out there. There was only one podcast that was missing, actually, and they were glaringly missing. We invited them quite a number of times, and they actually confirmed that they were coming. Of course, I'm talking about the premier <coughs> pipe band podcast, the Pod Band Pipecast, and... Yeah, they were a no-show. Uh, apparently, they just messaged uh, Josh, the host of Channel Rant, when we were about an hour or so into recording and said, mm, yeah, you know, we're not coming. So there was no real explanation. We don't know why they didn't turn up. But it was disappointing, if I'm honest. Ourselves, uh, you know, the Big Rab Show, obviously, we wanted to give them a shout and say, hey, it'd be nice to meet them and stuff. And also, 
It was just awesome to hang out with the Lady Pipers podcast, the Up to the Line lads, and everything. It was just the best crack. So, yeah, shout out to Channel Rand. I'm looking forward to that episode, uh, just so I can remember what exactly I said as well. So, that'll be all sorts of entertaining. <laughs> so, yeah, that's to come. That's a bit of piping news. So, hopefully, once that episode drops, I'll be letting you guys know, and we'll be chatting about it, of course, in due course. All right. Okay, let's get into some other piping news, shall we? I have to give a shout this week to the Flux Blowpipe. Yeah. Now, for a long time, actually, its CEO, Robbie McIsaac, has been telling us that the Flux Blowpipe is a revolutionary product in the bagpiping world. It is a big Rab Show award winner, after all. But up until now, we haven't really heard any bagpipes being played using this blowpipe. Now, that was kind of kind of worrying we've seen loads of photographs of it you know we've had Robbie on the show explaining it to us as well and we had a a video interview with him where he actually showed us the blowpipe and how it all worked and everything fascinating stuff but we had yet to hear a set of pipes actually played using this blowpipe well CEO of Flux Blowpipe Robbie McIsaac fixed that just today on the 16th he recorded a video of him playing a tune on a set of pipes. Is that a set of lorry bagpipes, I think, actually? Playing a tune called The Sunshine Party. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a real upbeat tune. And the sound is amazing, I have to say. So that was such a relief to see that this blowpipe doesn't affect the pipes in that capacity at all. The only thing it really removes is moisture it doesn't remove any tone so that's brilliant so it is available in six different sizes with a round or an oval mouthpiece and all the rest and you can go and check it out of course some various different distributors around the pipe and world are now all starting to sell these so shout out to the flux blowpipe thank you for that amazing performance robbie and yeah for anyone else who's out anyone else out there who's interested then go and check that out honestly i think this will be a product for sure that should be on your christmas list if you are a piping fan at all and you're yeah looking into your water solutions, especially in COVID-19 times. Yeah. Okay, I have to give a mention to Kyle Howie this week. Yes, now for good reason. Last week we had Fred Morrison on the show, and he actually gave Kyle a good shout on the show, actually saying that Kyle was heavily involved in the production of his new book. Well, Kyle recently, in recent days, over this last week or so, has been uploading various tunes from Fred's new book. Now, he's been performing them on Digital Chatter as well as his Goldie Whistles. Yeah, the one in the key of F, I think, is the one that's really drew my attention. Uh, but, yeah, go and check out Kyle Hoy's uh, website, his YouTube channel specifically, where he's been uploading performances of tunes from Fred's new book. And, honestly, they are absolutely Amazing! I like. I can't tell you how much of a Fred Morrison fan I am. But even when I hear a Fred Morrison tune, I can tell that it's a Fred tune. Does that make any sense? Even though it's Kyle playing it, and I know it's Kyle playing, I can still, you know, picture in my head that's a Fred tune. You know, I, I don't know. It's one of those things. Definitely a Fred Morrison tunes, and you can oh, fantastic, fantastic. Thank you, Kyle, for keeping us thoroughly entertained. So if you do want to get some decent tunage and get some latest Fred Morrison tunes in your life, then, yeah, go and check that out. Now, as for, I think, last week's podcast, Fred Morrison did actually mention that he was going to be doing, like, a live online live stream concert type of deal. Now, we still don't know any details about that. We did get a number of queries from folks actually asking when will Fred be doing his live concert online and at the minute we don't know is the answer. We know we did mention it on the show and we are waiting for an announcement or something like that or a link or something where people could tune in and watch this but uh, 
No, there's been nothing yet now. But don't worry, as soon as we are aware of anything at all to do with this live concert for Fred, uh, we will be tuning in and we will be letting you guys know how to tune in as well, for sure. There you go. All right, now we've been talking about pipes and whistles and all sorts of stuff, but let's look at the drumming world, shall we? There is going to be a free online masterclass on Sunday the 10th of January with drumming legend Jim Kilpatrick. Yes, it's free, guys. It's free. (laughs) This is going to be amazing. In association with Arts Council England, uh, the percussionworks.co.uk, which is perkworks.co.uk, P-E-R-C-Works.co.uk slash online masterclasses. Go and check this out. Absolutely for free. Hang out with Jim Kilpatrick for an hour and a half and learn from one of the world's all-time best. Yep, do you need me to remind you how many times he won the solos? 16 world champions. Yep, and 19 times world drum corps champion and three times champion and champion. I could go on. All right. So, yeah, hang out with Jim Kilpatrick on Sunday the 10th of January. I think you do need to register your interest ahead of time, mind you. But like I said, it's totally for free. So go to perkworks.co.uk forward slash online dash masterclasses. It's a bit of a long, complicated address, but we have shared out the details, of course, on the Rab Show social media. Or you can check out Jim Kilpatrick's Uh, own social media where he has all the links and stuff where you can go and sign up now this is awesome opportunity to hang out for an hour and a half and learn from one of the world's best pipe band snare drummers honestly so yeah shout out to jim for this it's very exciting i'm looking forward to sunday uh the 10th of january and yeah i might actually be attending that myself yeah Now, speaking of masters of the drumming world, I have to give a particular mention this week to Stephen McWhorter. Yes, lead tipper. (laughs) Lead tipper of the mighty Inverarian district. Now, the reason why I'm laughing here is uh, because he's done something really quite unusual. Yeah, thanks to the... uh, let me see, the YouTube channel called Buzz Tap Studios, which I do think is Stephen's own YouTube channel, he's uploaded a performance of um, Jingle Bells. (laughs) And it's it's absolutely awesome. So, yeah, go and check it out. Stephen McWhorter playing Jingle Bells. Yeah, it's actually quite humorous. That's really good drum score, actually. Very catchy. So, yeah, if you want to learn a bit of a drum score with a bit of back sticking and, you know, stick clicking and all this kind of, you know, cool tricks and stuff, go and check that out. And, yeah, you can pick that up, of course. Yeah, Buzz Tap Studios on YouTube. Check out Stephen McWhorter playing Jingle Bells. Yeah. Okay, now, jingle bells and all kind of good news aside, let's get into some bad news. Yeah, ourselves here in the Big Rab Show noticed, uh, just today actually, I think, um, that an announcement came from the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association Northern Ireland branch. Now, let's get into this. I'm actually going to read this first of all, and then we'll break it down. Now, the statement says, We now know the extent of the COVID-19 pandemic, and even at this stage, we are unsure of getting a competition season in 2021. Hmm. They go on to say, We do, however, have a plan, and to that extent, we have been working closely with councils to put a plan together. At this stage, we are unable to confirm dates, as councils have yet to agree budgets. Also, we do not know to what extent the virus will require us to provide extra controls and safety measures. Yeah, I think we did say that in previous RAB shows. It goes on to say, Although there have been no events this past year, we are continuing to work on the principle that we will get going sometime in 2021. 
So there's a bit of hope here. They move on to say, We do not, however, anticipate that we will get the go-ahead from the government to run such events as our championships in their known form before July 2021. I'll let that sink in for a little while. Next paragraph. We do have in hand backup plans with regards to COVID-19 and a range of safety procedures such as limited spectator numbers, spectator seating arrangements, etc. We will continue to review these proposals as time and information change the picture. For further information, check out the website, of course, as developments become known. Now, so basically, this is kind of, yeah, this... mm, This is really worrying because we did see various different reports and piping press and all their different websites telling us that, yeah, the dates are in the calendar, lads. Go and book your travel arrangements. Here's all the majors kicking things off in May. And um, here's RSPBA Northern Ireland saying, um, yeah, we might not get the go-ahead until July 2021. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a double-edged sword here. They're telling us might not get the go-ahead until July. But that tells us that after July, we should really cling on to hope and that we might actually have a piping season through the summer this year. It's looking more and more likely like the World Championships, the Scottish and possibly another one of our majors might actually happen. However, competitions that happen earlier in the calendar may well be under threat. Now, yeah, I don't need to spoon-feed you here. Of course, we're talking about Paisley and, of course, our UK championships. The UK specifically are very interesting because they're held right here in Northern Ireland. Now, our own headquarters, our RSPBA HQ, have told us the majors are happening. They're in the calendar and they're booked. Our majors are happening. But here's our RSPBA Northern Ireland branch saying... uh, they might not be happening until July. Um, so you may how long? <laughs> As they say here in Northern Ireland. Now, I did tell you on last week's podcast not to run out and start booking flights just yet. Don't go and book that hotel. Don't go and book that bus or hotel, bus or flight or ferry and all that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, these dates are written in pencil and they can very well be changed at a drop of a hat. Now, I do know that, of course, our chairman, John Hughes, and all those guys in the headquarters building there in Glasgow, they need to open the gates as soon as possible. They need cash flow. They need people in through the gates at events to be able to keep themselves financially solvent. However, ourselves here in the RSPBA branch in Northern Ireland, um, they're saying that we might not be able to open the doors as soon as what has been published. And, and if anything... It's a very changeable picture. Nothing set in stone and we, yeah, we'll just have to move and shake with the times and do our best. So, yeah, they are working behind the scenes, which is encouraging. And they're also taking all of these different plans and safety measures to keep people safe. That's also very encouraging as well. It's also encouraging that RSPBA Northern Ireland Brown seem to be actively telling us the truth here. That we might not be able to have a season at all, you know before July 2021, which could well be a realistic figure because that would give a good six, seven months perhaps for everyone here in the UK to possibly be given a vaccine. 
Yes, the vaccine is the silver bullet to the werewolf that is COVID-19, I suppose, um, which we hope it will be. Uh, but I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. I have to say a massive thank you to RSPBA Northern Ireland Branch. I think this is excellent communication on their behalf. And I could take my hat off to them saying, yes, we've been working behind the scenes, even though nothing appears to be happening we are working away, which was brilliant to get that update, so thank you. And also, it's great to see a realistic picture here, especially in light of everything that's been happening here in the UK in recent months and even in recent weeks. Rolling into Christmas, we've been hearing about the relaxation of certain measures, and we'll talk about that in a minute or two. Um, but, yeah, people are thinking that it could be relaxing too soon because hospital intake is on the increase. In fact, some hospitals here in Northern Ireland are filled to bursting and yeah, with COVID, you know, infection rates on the rise and as well as mortality rate on the increase as well. It's very worrying times. And whenever we talk about, you know, our piping season, I think, first of all, we need to get to grips with the virus itself. And then we can start worrying about the piping season. I'm just putting things in perspective here. So it's great to see that our own Northern Ireland branch of RSPBA seem to have a level of perspective. Yes, they're telling us to be realistic here and things may not start happening until July. And uh, yeah, we'll run from there. So that's food for thought, guys. As much as we can see publications and that coming out from RSPBA and from other media outlets, I would again advise you, just be careful whenever considering to book booking travel arrangements to start arranging for your band to turn up at a certain event at a certain time. Just make sure that you aren't spending a whole load of money only for the whole thing to have the plug pulled at the last second. That's just my only kind of word of caution, I suppose. So, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. We'll wait for further advice. And, of course, ourselves in the Big Rap Show, once we have more concrete information, rather than here saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we think it's happening, yeah, yeah. Once we have more concrete information... We will let you know, but as you can just tell by that statement by the Northern Ireland branch, a realistic picture at the moment is looking like things here in the UK will not kick off until at least before July 2021. So there you are. Interesting stuff. All right, let's move on to a little bit more positive news, I feel, in the piping world. And I have to give a shout this week to Perth Bagpipes. Yes, Perth Bagpipes, of course, is a social media page on Facebook. And those guys have been uploading all sorts of incredible piping content. They have been, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like drone footage. And whoo, it's incredible. Now, this latest one that they have uploaded was exploring various different areas of Western Australia. Uh, I think it explores Exmouth and then the Cape Range National Park and also the, the Ningaloo Reef and everything. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, you know, also it follows the Perth Bagpiper playing some blistering tunes with some breathtaking scenery of Western Australia. It's fantastic. So if you are interested, of course, in that and checking out some really scenic views and all the rest, go and check that out. Perth Bagpipes on social media. We've shared it out, of course, on the Rab Show Facebook page. You can go and enjoy that. But, yeah, it just makes me want to go and travel to Australia. It just looks incredible. Also, speaking of bagpipers doing cool things, I have to give a shout this week to Ross Miller. Go on, Ross Miller, you legend. Now, why is Ross Miller a legend? Well, he is doing something really quite cool on his social media called 10 Pipers. 
typing. And every day for 10 days rolling into the holidays, he is uploading a new video performance. And each one of them so far has been an absolute belter. They're really high on quality and production value. And the tunes themselves are just outstanding. If you do want to get yourselves in the holiday mood, but also a little bit of a piping and a trad flavour as well, go and check out Ross Miller Music. He's been absolutely thumping out the tunes out there, and it's incredible. Every day is a new video, and ourselves in the Rab Show are huge, huge fans, Ross, so thank you, mate, for that. Keep the tunes coming. We're really enjoying the 10 Pipers piping. And if anything, mate, I'm going to suggest this. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't know if Ross Miller actually listens to the podcast or not, but if you're releasing 10 different piping Christmas tracks, why not record them all and release them as a Christmas album? Hmm, yeah, I know you have the audio there, Ross, so why not put yourself together a wee Christmas album? I dare say I know one person, me, will definitely want to pick it up. (laughs) There you go, so go and check that out. Ross Miller Music, of course, on social media, well worth checking out. Now... I wanted to give a special shout to Ross this week, of course, because he was nominated in the Best Album category at the Natrads Award. Yes, the Trad Awards happened this past weekend as we were all gaping about on Zoom and everything with the Chanderant lads. We missed, well, I actually missed the Trad Awards. I had to go and watch them back. Yes, the entire thing was broadcast live over the internet, of course, for everyone around the world, but it was also broadcast live on BBC Alba. Now, unfortunately, Ross Miller did not win Album of the Year. The winner of that actually went to Hamish Napier for his album, The Woods. Yeah. Now, in fact, there was very little in the way of actually any bagpipe representation at the Trads. Plenty of nominations, I have to add, but not many in the way of winners. Um, I have to say, uh, shout out to Scarivore, however, who did have some piping representation in there in the trads, uh, because they won the original work of the year. Yeah, as sponsored by the PRS for Music. So shout out to Scarivore, who won Best Original Work of the Year with their track, Everyday Heroes, who attracted bagpipers from around the world to join them in the, yeah, in the performance of their tune, Everyday Heroes. So fantastic stuff. If anything... I think at this point I should maybe play a wee clip of that. So yeah, here's Scarivore and their wee, ah, well, I'll say their wee, their big hit now. <laughs> their original work of the year, Everyday Heroes. <laughs>
Ah, there you go. A bit of scary vore there and everyday heroes. Now we have played that quite a number of times, of course, on our Fuse FM show. So yeah, it's great to see that track winning an award. So congratulations, Scary Vore. Uh, so also, you know, there's been various other different awards that were given out. You know, there was Best Community Music Project of the Year that went to Tunes in the Hoos, which was brilliant, by the way. And also, the event of the year was actually this went to something really quite unique. It went to the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year Award. Yes. Now, uh, well, that went to the concert, actually, the anniversary concert. So that was held at Celtic Connections this year. And if, if anything, they didn't have many events to pick from because it was a very quiet year as a result of the pandemic. Thank you, COVID-19. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read a list of who won what and all the rest. If you do want the full information, of course, you can go and check out the Natrads uh, Facebook page for the full listing of everything, who won what, all that sort of stuff. There you are. All right, swiftly moving on. I have to give a mention then this week to Pipes Drums Magazine. Yes, Mr. Andrew Bertoff has been quite busy over there churning out all the video content he can. And uh, this last while, he actually done a little bit of an interview series with uh, some people that are really quite interesting. For bagpipers and who are also doctors. Yeah, so if you are interested in that, go and check out Pipes Drums Magazine, where they do talk about the piping scene and COVID-19 and how, uh, you know, we have to consider the global pandemic when trying to, you know, rebuild a piping scene. It's actually quite, you know, quite an interesting interview. It's a two-part series, so go and check it out. So, you know, it's an interesting question and answer session, you know, with Andrew Bertoff and all these other guys. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You're going to have to go and look at it yourself. Uh, but if you are interested in possibly, you know, the pandemic and the effect on bagpipers and you know obviously all of that conversation it's all up there now pipes drums magazine honestly it's a really an interesting watch yeah it's a bit of a long watch but it's interesting at the same point yeah all right now i have to give a mention to some pipe bands out there who done some special christmas performances for us on social media now i'm going to mention them and you guys are going to have to go and check them out because honestly these performances are brilliant. They really drew our attention on the Big Rab Show team, and yeah, we really want to sing their praises this week. So, shout out to Craig Murhead, of course, and the guys at Strathallen School. Go on, Strathallen! Yeah, their Christmas performance was all sorts of awesome. I have to give a shout also to Campbell College. Yeah, go on, Graham Harris and the guys there at Campbell College. They were all out front of the college actually performing. I think it was Jingle Bells. Or something like that, I can't remember now, but yeah, honestly, it, <laughs> obviously it didn't have a huge lasting impression on me because there's been so many, uh, but yeah, shout out to the guys at Campbell College, it's brilliant to see you guys out playing bagpipes here in Northern Ireland, outdoors, now I have to say they were all incredibly social distance and all the rest, so yeah, it's all being very careful, so it's brilliant to see these bands in action. Also, a shout-out this week to Grade 1 Big Guns Simon Fraser University Pipe Band as they released their version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Now, this video was really interesting. Obviously, all the pipers in the band were involved. I don't think there was any drummers involved, actually, in the production of this, which was disappointing. You know, it would have been good to see Reed Maxwell and the guys thumping it out there. But, um, yeah, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is not a tune that you would normally hear played on the bagpipes. And when you listen to this performance by Simon Fraser, you, you, you get to think that it's nearly really, really produced. 
I don't know if it's auto-tune or if it's a different kind of chanter in there with natural notes and stuff. It's very unusual. It's very unusual, but it's incredibly entertaining at the same time. So shout out to Simon Fraser University. It's great to see you guys playing the tunes and keeping the music going through this holiday season. It's brilliant. And uh, But yeah, the video itself, the production value is insane. And also the audio quality and everything. It honestly must have went through a recording studio. It just sounds incredible. You know, it doesn't sound like something that you recorded at home on your iPhone. You know, it sounds like it was done in a big professional studio. So shout out to the guys at SFU. What a performance. It was really, really entertaining. So go and have a listen to that, folks. There you are. All right, now I have to get into something that really, ha- really, really excited me over the past weekend, and that was, of course, the Square Day in New Zealand. Oh, I have to say, it was absolutely incredible. The whole thing was live streamed. Uh, of course, there was a competition that was held down under in New Zealand this past weekend, the National Square Day, and guys, it was absolutely awesome. It was all broadcast, of course, in the Manawatu Scottish Association's uh, social media. And we got to see every grade from 4B up to grade 1. It was honestly a smashing event. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't able to stay up and watch the entire thing. I think I lasted as far as grade 3A, maybe. And then then I think I finally fell asleep. Um, But, yeah, shout out to Manawatu Pipe Band, who, of course, lifted first place in the MSR, first in the medley. And they also lifted the drumming title as well in grade 1. And I managed to go back and listen to the performances, and they were absolutely brilliant. Also, I have to give a special mention for the coverage as well. The live stream coverage from the event was just simply brilliant brilliant and if anything it was just good to hear pipe band playing again us here in the uk haven't been able to gather together and play tunes so it's just i don't know it's just so special to be able to hear a band playing again and um, so be able to watch this uh, you know competition to tune in live and see it as it happens now i know the value of live streaming ourselves here in the rap show have been involved in live streaming now for years and we've always just kind of assumed and ah it's a cool wee thing that we do but no we can honestly see the value in it now you know and i really hope that going forward you know perhaps other organizations (coughs) rsbba might be able to see the value in it you know but hey i guess we'll wait and see won't we but yeah i have to give a special mention to the competition that happened in new zealand this past weekend the square day and it was absolutely brilliant so thank you everyone down under there in new zealand it was an absolutely incredible weekend of piping and drumming i can't sing its praises enough it was just simply brilliant all right swiftly moving on i have to give a mention this week to wake and district go on the wake and district now This is the 16th of December, and you guys are in for a special treat. This upcoming weekend, we have an online piping and drumming competition hosted by Wake and District. Now, we have mentioned this a couple of times on the show, but we're going to talk more about it now, because it's this weekend. Yes, Saturday at 1pm Eastern Standard Time, so no, you have to work that out where you are. Um, yeah, it'll all be broadcast live, online, and it has bands such as North Texas, Shelby County, we have uh, South Parkton District, we have Charleston, Memphis, Baton Rouge, uh, Rosie O'Grady's, um, and of course Waken District, and loads of other bands. I'm just going to start naming everybody, and you're going to get annoyed when I miss people. But yeah, I'm really, really excited for this competition, and if anything, uh, I'm kind of doubly excited because yours truly is actually going to be giving out the results. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to be announcing the results at this mini band major. And I'm very, very excited. So, yes, for more information, of course, you can check out Wake and District's social media. And the entire thing is all going to be broadcast live over their social media where you can tune in and enjoy all of these incredible performances. I'm really looking forward to this. If anything, it's yeah, we've talked about this idea before about having all your usual grade 1, grade 2, grade 3, grade 4, grade 5. But they also have a service band grade in here as well. And it's been suggested by the Rab Show on previous shows that this could be something that our own association could look into. The introduction of a service band grade. And I'm really interested to see how this shakes down. So, yeah, it's an incredible experiment, I think, for to have a mini band major. And I'm really, really looking forward to this. It should be a great competition. So good luck to everyone who's taking part in it this upcoming weekend. And, of course, I will be there, tuned in, watching the entire thing. And then I get the joy of reading out who won what. And here's hoping I don't fluff over my words and announce somebody wrong. That would be all sorts of embarrassing, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What do you see? I've said it now. It's going to happen. (laughs) Uh, I hope not. I really hope not. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be dead exciting. So there you go. Like I said, it's going to be at 1pm Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. So figure that out wherever you are. You know, UK or around the world, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, wherever you are. So, yeah, work out the time difference. Uh, but, yeah, check out Waken District's Pipe Band uh, social media for all of their details, of course. Oh, and also check out their sweet, sweet merch as well. Yeah, and I've, I've been shopping online on Waken District's website right now. Yeah, this last, well, I'm saying right now, it's here in front of me. I'm looking at a T-shirt. <laughs> Full disclosure, yeah, I'm sitting looking at Wake's website right now, looking at T-shirts on their site. So they're pretty sweet, actually. So there you go. Awesome stuff. <laughs> uh, right, Rob, concentrate now. Can get back into the podcast now, will you? Okay, right. <sighs> Just about relaxed. All right. Lincoln Hilton this past week released a brand new set of tunes and a new video on his YouTube channel. Now, I wanted to give it a mention this week for a good reason, because it's not just Lincoln playing here. He actually plays as part of a duet. Yes, him and Angus Evans. They managed to play The Belly Dancer by Gordon Duncan. And it's absolutely a belter. I cannot tell you just how good this sounds. The guys play a duet with amazing harmonies, blistering finger work. Honestly, it's amazing. So go and check it out. Lincoln Hilton on his social media, of course, but on his YouTube channel specifically. Go and have a watch at this video, The Belly Dancer. It's just simply amazing. It'll melt your face. Now, speaking of Gordon Duncan, I have to say that, yes, on the 14th of December, when Lincoln's video was uploaded, yes, it was uploaded on that date for a specific reason. 15 years ago, on that date, yeah, the 14th of December, we lost the legend, Gordon Duncan. And that day, of course, we put an image of Gordon up on our social media, and a lot of people had an outpouring Uh, basically saying, and they agreed with us, it was completely a loss of a legend. So it's hard to believe that 15 years has now passed since Gordon Duncan left us. And uh, honestly, I do think that you guys would agree with me in saying that his legacy still lives on. And his, yeah, his influence on the piping scene, it's still felt today. Um, So I think by way of tribute at this point in the show... I did just want to play a little clip of Gordon Duncan just by way to pay tribute. So bear with me, guys, at this point. 
Yes, I know we've more piping news. Yes, I know we've got Bruce Gandhi to get to. But it's also this week we mark the passing of a legend. 15 years gone, but not forgotten. Of course, the tone, the sound, oh, just the playing, everything. There you go. The legend, the late Gordon Duncan. Sadly missed, but like I said, never forgotten. And uh, yeah, oh, what an incredible thing just to be able to mark that in the podcast. So thank you everyone for sticking with us as we played that last couple of tunes there. Fantastic stuff. All right, swiftly moving on. We do have more news and I have to give a shout this week to Sean Maloney. Sean, of course, has been on the show before uh, because he was releasing his brand new book, of course, uh, The Late Night Collection. Uh, Well, he's actually recorded a couple of brand new tunes that he's just composed. There are two new jigs. One's called Mayhem. And the other one's called McCarthy's Return to Limerick. Now, both of these jigs were in the book that was launched earlier this year. Now, apparently, hard copies of the book yeah, are now sold out. So if you want to get a copy of these two tunes, then you can't. But, yeah, if you were to message Sean direct on his social media, then, yes, he'll send you a copy of them. So there you are. I just wanted to give that a special plug this week because Sean actually recorded them, uploaded them to social media, and, it, it's yeah, it's a blistering performance of a couple of real great, great jigs. So go and check that out. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, Sean. All right. I have to give a mention this week to Kerr McQuillan Drumming. Yes, KMQ Drums specifically. He has an ongoing promotion with good friends there at Flam 5. Don't know if you actually managed to see this, but if you did want to pick yourself up uh, some of those Flam 5 hoodies or those sweet T-shirts and stuff, if you want to get some Flam 5 merchandise, go along to their website, flam5drumming.com, but also use Kerr's Discount code. He has a discount code which will get you 10% off, yeah, just by, you know, looking at him on social media. So KMQ10 gets you 10% off at the checkout. There you go, KMQ10, and you'll get 10% off your Flam 5 drumming merchandise. Awesome stuff. There you go. Save some money. Why not? Alright, now we also got an email this week uh, from Jim Sim, of course, from the Midwest Pipe Band Association, so thank you Jim. Uh, He said that he managed to enjoy last week's episode and wanted to point us in the direction of their YouTube channel. Now we actually did manage to see this before we got the email. Uh, They managed to have an interview with, of course, bagpiping legend Jack Lee. Uh, The title of the interview is Hold the Key Notes and Give Peabrook a Chance. (laughs) And the interview itself, it only lasts for 37 minutes, so it's a bit short, but honestly, 
it's yeah top quality i'm not yeah but really really encourage you to go over there to the midwest pipe band association's youtube channel go and have a look at that interview it's great hanging out with jack lee and be able to pick his brains on some great topics and stuff so it's really really great interview so go and check that out the midwest pipe band association and their youtube channel definitely worth viewing all right now we got sent in a little bit of a tale that was composed by friend of the show aldo and that's his alias and that's all really wants to say uh so yeah aldo shout out to aldo and i'm gonna read it aldo yeah in 18 days it's hogmanay when we celebrate at 12 all the years that have gone by into our memories we delve on happy times and milestones numerous stories for to bore and give the a loving thought to those who are with us but no more but things are very different now, and I'll tell you just for why. No party nights or gatherings, no bagpipes, I hear you cry. You can meet in parks, in groups of six, no matter how you feel. But God forbid a lively jig or a march to Spain reel. They say the moisture in your breath can spread COVID cloud. But it's fine to go to Tesco's and battle through the crowd. So this year, when you wake up, Without a thumping head, it will have been a very different year as my bagpipes are staying in bed. <laughs> Woo! That's awesome. Thank you, Aldo, for sending that. Do you know, I think you're a very creative bunch out there, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> That's awesome. Portrait on the Big Rab Show podcast. Awesome stuff. Right, I think I have to give a mention this week to Cameron Barnes and the guys at the Red Hot Chili Pipers who, uh, yeah, have been incredibly busy over the Christmas period because they have just released their version of the fairy tale of New York. Yes, Cameron Barnes, of course, sings this uh, and it's just awesome. Absolutely awesome. And of course, it's now climbing the charts here in the UK and it could well be fighting for Christmas number one. So, yeah, I think I'll play a little clip of it at this point. Here's the Red Hot Chili Pipers, Cameron Barnes, of course, and the fairy tale of New York. Through the night, and the boys in the NYPD choir were singing, Go away, be. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. Could have been someone. Well, so could anyone. You took my dreams from me when I first found you. I kept them with me, Mum. There you are, a little clip there of a very familiar tune. And uh, yes, that's all currently on sale at the moment. So if you are interested in picking that up, go and self go and buy yourself a copy because yeah, it's climbing the charts here in the UK and it is fighting for that top spot. So why not? Let's get bagpipes to number one, shall we? Alright. I have to give a mention to John Doo. Now, I did mention last week that John was releasing his new book, Pipe Tunes, and I did tell you all to tune in. And honestly, what a fantastic event. I just wanted to say a very quick congratulations to John on the launch of his new book, Pipe Tunes. If you are interested, of course, in getting a copy of it, go to johndo-composition.com. Go and pick it up. I think it's available at a discounted rate, I think. And that may well have ended by now. In fact, it has. No, so don't mind me. Yep. Stuff that Rob got wrong. 
Yeah, it's no longer available. Uh, but you were able to get it at a discounted price if you ordered early. But yes, if you are interested, go to John Dew's website. The book is now available, entitled Pipe Tunes, and it's well worth picking out, honestly, because looking at the launch event and seeing the performances from people such as John, John Dew himself, Ross Miller, we had Josh Chandler, we had Callum Brown, Stephen Nichol, and we had Austin Graydon Deppenhorst, which was just amazing. Go and check it out. The event is now available, of course, on John Dew's social media. You can go and watch it back. Some blistering performances there and a great collection of tunes. Well worth picking up. There you go. Also, I did say that I was going to talk about Patreon later in the show. And here it is. I'm going to talk about Patreon. On the 11th of December, we had our very first Patreon member hangout where on Zoom. So we basically just hung out with you guys on Patreon. And I have to say, it was the best crack. We managed to hang out on our Patreon page and just talk nonsense. And if anything, it kind of got into a little bit of a heated debate as well. So, yeah, a little bit of an argument was had there. Uh, so, yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. You know, I think a lively conversation was had, but it was well worth it at the same time, you know. So for those of you who managed to attend the Patreon Hangout, thank you everyone. It was brilliant just to hang out with the Patreon folks, drink cups of tea and just hang out and have the crack basically. We do hope to have another one of these rolling into January, February, March. We do hope to have one every month where you guys get the opportunity. If you're a supporter on Patreon, you can hang out with the entire Rab Show team. So myself, Dage, Andrew... Aaron, and of course, Alicia as well. Hopefully, we'll all get to hang out again for another Zoom Patreon hangout. Yeah, so go and check that out. The Patreon.com forward slash Big Rab Show. Go and check us out. Now, I can't wait to tell you this. So, yes, ourselves on the Big Rab Show team, over the next couple of weeks, we have some huge, and I mean huge, episodes coming your way over the next couple of weeks. Yes, I know we're rolling into the holidays and Christmas and all that stuff, and you might expect us not to be doing very much, if anything, at all. Well, oh, no, no, no. Over this next couple of weeks, we've got two huge episodes to bring you, and if you want to get early access to them, you're going to want to be on our Patreon page. Now, next week's episode, we have an interview with... The voice of the bagpiping world, Bob Worrell. Oh my god! Now, this interview was recorded just this past week or so. I have to say, hanging out with Bob Worrell was an absolute legend. Oh my god. Next week's podcast, guys, is going to be off the chain. You're going to want to tune in next week to catch our interview with Bob Worrell. But if you do want to get access to it early, then go and check out our Patreon page because it will be hitting our Patreon page very soon, including the video of that interview as well. So, yeah, if you do want to catch our interview with Bob early, ahead of next week's episode, go along to Patreon. But we're not done. We're not done. Yes, we have another Huge episode to bring you. After Bob Worrell and Christmas week, we're rolling into the new year. Yeah, what do we have ahead after Bob Worrell? Well, how do you top Bob Worrell? You can't really, can you? That's such a huge interview. We have Dr. Richard Parks, MBE, joining us on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, we have quite an incredible interview with Pipe Major Dr. Richard Parks, MBE, coming on the podcast. 
I can't wait. So, like I said, the, all of these will be on our Patreon page in the next few days. So, if you do want to get signed up and get early access to these, including the videos of these interviews as well. So, if you do want to see us having the chat and having the crack and all the rest, then go along to our Patreon page and you will get early access to these episodes over the next few weeks. So, there you are. I know it sounds like a huge shameless plug, but if you do want to help support us, then we really do need your support. Go along to patreon.com forward slash show, and you will get special early access to these two podcasts before they drop over the holidays. Like I said, we have a special episode next week with Bob Worrell, the legend. And uh, yeah, if you want early access to that, go to Patreon right now and go and click support. And then also, if you would like to get early access to our incredible interview with Dr. Richard Parks, MBE, then go along and check that out. It'll be up on our Patreon page early as well. There you are. So that was one huge shameless plug, and it was shameless. I really don't mind at all. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Now, I have to say there was quite a huge news story that dropped here in Northern Ireland this past week where we'd done a little bit of a Facebook video and a live stream and everything to discuss it and talk all about it. The Arts Council in Northern Ireland here, they released brand new guidelines, which has a massive effect in the piping scene here in Northern Ireland specifically. Basically, to summarise, they are relaxing some of the restrictions that were previously in place, preventing bands from playing together. Now, it used to be that bands just could not play together at all. And that was it. It was a blanket ban. There was absolutely no piping together at all. But now, these rules seem to have been relaxed sufficiently enough for people to be able to do it, either play together outdoors, of course, socially distanced and taking all the appropriate measures to keep each other safe, but also bands can now play together indoors, which is pivotal Because obviously we're in the depth of December here in the UK and it's absolutely freezing. So you couldn't possibly play outside without catching hypothermia. So now that we have this announcement that bands can carry out their own risk assessments, make sure the place is well ventilated, that people are acceptably socially distant and they have possibly protective screens up and stuff. All sorts of different measures that you can bring into your practice space, keep people safe and possibly be able to play tunes together again. Now, of course, this was from Friday the 11th of December. Things may well change rapidly, as different government guidelines seem to change, like the weather. But this was huge news at the time when it dropped, and very exciting. I do know a lot of pipe majors actually seen this news, caught our video on social media talking about it, explaining the new regulations, and they were straight on the phone with their band members arranging a practice for Monday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not going to mention the bands but I hope you've enjoyed your band practice uh, because yeah I am aware of a few bands that did actually manage to have an indoor practice so this is huge news considering that bands here in Northern Ireland specifically have not been able to play together in months so huge huge news to see that the relaxation of such uh, regulations and rules and things may well start to see bands gathering together again now, of course, l- numbers will be limited, full restrictions apply, it'll not all be the full, full-blooded full band practices that we're used to, but it's a start. 
That's a start. So for more information, of course, check out the Big Rab Show social media. We have a full video up there where Aaron McElwain and myself talk about all of this. And we have the full statement, of course, from the Arts Council Northern Ireland. Uh, you can go and have a read at that. It gives the full government guidelines as to what's allowed, what isn't allowed, and all of that. So go and check that out for more information, of course. There you are. And you can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, headphone users. users. All right. Pipe Bands Australia come out with quite an exciting announcement. Yes, the Australian Nationals will be happening on October 2022. And they will be happening in Pittwater Rugby Park, which is locally known as Rat Park, apparently. It'll be the venue for the Nationals 2022, which will be happening on Sunday the 1st and Sunday the 2nd of October 2022. Now, apparently the venue features like a 30 1,500-seat grandstand that has four different sporting fields with floodlights, media facilities, bars, food, restaurants, uh, loads of parking and stuff, and coach parking. There's even a golfing centre, if you fancy doing that. There's also on-site caravan parking available with different kind of cabins available as well if you want to stay over. This sounds like an incredible venue. Now, for more information, of course, you can go and check out AustralianPipeBandChampionships.com dot au and it's all been reconfigured and it will be looked at apparently over the christmas period but the whole thing will be rejigged and become a little bit of an information hub when it comes to the australian nationals so the australian nationals hoping to reopen its doors again on october 2022 as more information on this becomes available we will let you know but it's just very exciting to see that this announcement dropped there and yeah we're looking forward to the australian nationals awesome stuff who knows, I might even have to get myself a plane ticket. Wouldn't that be awesome to get to the Nationals? Oh, I don't know. That could be a road trip for the Big Rab Show team, I reckon. <laughs> we must start saving now <laughs> to get our airfare. Oh, that would be epic, wouldn't it? Big Rab Show team goes to the Australian Nationals. Oh, man, awesome. All right, guys. I think I've kept you waiting long enough at this point. Don't you agree? We've had loads of music clips and all sorts of incredibleness up until this point. But... It's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time, finally, for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company. As a young player in the drumming world, that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits, and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, Developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing. LoneStarPiper.com 
serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. The Big Rap Show on Fuse FM, Balmont. Tuesday nights, 7pm to 9. They are the show for the piping folk. Reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping and of course pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing? Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rap Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on Fuse FM, Balamone. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time, and yes, I think you've waited long enough. This is quite a lengthy episode this week, but for good reason. We've got a lot of stuff to get crammed in this week uh, before our two huge, epic episodes that are up, about to happen. Bob World's next week, for goodness sake. Bob World. I still can't believe I managed to hang out with Bob and get a chat with him on the show. It's going to be awesome next week. And also we have Richard Parks as well. Richard Parks! Oh my God. Yeah, so those two episodes, I say, are in front of us. So we're going to try and cram in as much news and all that kind of good stuff in this week's episode before the next two episodes drop. Like I say, if you want to get early access to them, you can go and sign up now to our Patreon page and you get early access to these episodes. Now, I have to say it's early access... It's not exclusive access, all right? Because this will eventually be released. So it's only if you want to get early access. Go along, check out our Patreon page, get signed up, help support the show. And yeah, you'll be part of the Patreon faithful. You'll get loads of extra pipe and content and you'll get early access to these really cool, yeah, episodes that are coming up. Awesome stuff. All right, let's get into this week's topic, shall we? I am still pinching myself that we managed to get this interview with absolute bagpiping legend, Bruce Gandy. Now, you guys know who Bruce Gandy is. He doesn't need an introduction. Because as soon as you hear his name, you know exactly who I'm talking about and his piping pedigree. His list of achievements is as long as the road from my house to North Texas. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Gandy has been in the piping scene for years and... oh. Honestly, it was just an absolute pleasure hanging out and chatting to the guy. It was just so, so good. Now, you will have to forgive me. I was a little bit starstruck with this interview. I did find myself at times going, that's Bruce Gandy. That's Bruce Gandy. So, yeah, I did have to catch myself a couple of times. Wise up, Rab. You know, get the interview done. (laughs) You know? Uh, But, yes, I did decide at this point the interview is slightly long, but we didn't edit it at all. 
Uh, we did present it warts and all, I suppose. And yeah, we could have cut it down for time and everything and kept this episode to an hour and a half. But honestly, we did think that you guys would enjoy the conversation with Bruce Gandhi. And we do think that we have some incredibly valuable information in here that you guys could really get your teeth into, I suppose. So this could be an episode that you may want to replay again and again because Bruce has some real good words of wisdom here coming up. So I think without further ado... Let's introduce the man himself to the podcast. Welcome to the show, Mr. Bruce Gandhi. Bruce, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic today. I'm home. Uh, I get it right out in the open right now. This is my last day of quarantine, which has gone on for almost a month now. <laughs> uh, I'm a pretty excited uh, fellow today, really. I got, I got some work to do. The Masters Golf's on, and tomorrow I'm a free man. <laughs> There you go, and I'll be out the door like a rabbit out of a hole, as they say over here. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the store and, and buy milk or something just so I can go out and go into a store. <laughs> so, well, the reason we have you on the show, actually, what started all of this is we were talking about your YouTube series uh, that you've been producing up from the Glenfiddich Championship and your preparation of all of that. Bruce, what, what was the kind of the thought process behind starting all of that? Why did you start producing a YouTube series? Two reasons. One, uh, I'm in the business of teaching bagpipes and keeping people interested. Uh, I'm also highly passionate about it. And people have asked for years, you, you know, I, I, I hate, I don't want to be that elitist area, but there's 99.99% have never been to the Glenfiddich. So the obvious question is, what's it like to prepare for the Glenfiddich? And it turned out that this year, I wasn't able to go out to the pub and go for long walks and, and visit with friends and stuff. And I had to actually go there for two weeks before, where normally it'd be a few days before and play. So this time came up. I was staying at the home of Mark and Mickey Stewart in Creef. And mm-hmm. Mickey, you know, who's an amazing show herself yeah. with her Platinum Boran program and Keepers of the Rhythm and stuff. And she's highly skilled at that. And she kind of just pushed me along. And part of her coaching and skills as a teacher is to push people past their comfort limit. And she did. She said, make this video. And I thought, you know what? I'm in a quiet place. I'll, I'll sort of try and explain what, what's going on in my head, what the prep is. It's quite amazing what you see because some friends who are close to me and others really pointed out that I looked drained and tired and I was so mellow on the first one. And I went, you know what, you're you're right. And so am I, because I was drained and tired and it was sort of four days in a row. It had been raining and I've been playing hard since I arrived there. And then just kind of a jet lag and everything flatlined on that Sunday. Hmm. You know, but you got to know that I can practice today and that's not going to help. In fact, it might hurt. Yeah, that's it. And if anything, that was one of the fascinating aspects, Bruce, that you, you give your thoughts and feelings as well as you know, your actual preparation. You know, I'm practicing these tunes today. I'm doing this with this chanter. But also your thoughts and feelings behind it. Like the Glymphitic Championship is the event in the solo piping calendar, I would, I would argue. Um, but what, what was it like being a part of that during the middle of a global pandemic? It, you know, again, there's a couple of things. I'm a pretty passionate guy. And I've grown in the past few years to become quite grateful for stuff where before I'm pretty sure I was never as grateful as I should have been and more selfish, um, which 
by the way, I believe you have to be to become uh, a skilled person at anything. You need to be selfish. And Michael Grayson reminded me us of that um, for our years in the Frasers. You have to be a selfish person to drive yourself to do stuff, but I'm much more grateful now. And one of the things that someone said that really just wrote home, because I was playing tunes and I'm going through the motions and thinking, okay, these tunes are good. I'm playing them leading up to leaving through Scotland was people said, you know, it's, it's going to be a great event and you're lucky to go, but you have to, you have to remember that it's going to be a great event for all of us because we have not got to see live piping. We've missed all the band contests and people are just craving for material right now. Oh, completely. Yeah. Fresh and live and not pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also one of the reasons why Michelle convinced me to do the, the YouTube series as well. But when I started thinking of playing at the Glenfiddich, prepare to be as absolutely on top of your game as possible, which we all do. And then remember that while there's no crowd there, you're playing for this big, huge crowd. And it's all about making these people happy. And if you can do all of that, then the results come. And that's how I actually coach people anyway now with that theory. With that, with that whole thought process behind you, that's what you're thinking about, really, is making sure that your audience is happy and entertained, yeah. Because that's, they're not entertained if I'm just playing a series of notes correctly. You know, this digital sort of performance, I was not, that's not in my interest packet. I don't have enough years left to just play perfect. I need to play, you know, I didn't play perfect at the Glenfiddich, but I really enjoyed playing this year because I felt like I was inside what I was doing. And that's really the main goal. You know, I go back to the room and go, darn, you should have done this. You should have done that. You should have, could have, there's lots of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it happens yeah. or it doesn't happen, but I'm conscious of the group because playing inside a big empty shell is also really difficult to do. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like from previous Glenfiddich events, it's bound to have been completely different. Arrangements on the day seem to be pretty strict with social distancing and all of that. How did you find walking into an empty hall, essentially? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you two things, Red. Excuse me. <clears throat> First of all, it was strange at the beginning walking in because you're used to seeing people. And I always find from a guy traveling from North America, it's nice to have some of your admirers come up and say, good luck. Great to come and hear you play. Kind of puts you in a good mood. Yeah. There's that. But when we got into that event, there's the 10 of us and a couple of stewards. And you know, well, we didn't see the judges actually. So you, you get there and it's just, okay, guys, we're going to do something. And it was almost like a, a rehearsal where we were all going to do our part. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the draw was made under strict protocol rules, which is why everyone played the same both times. Yeah. Now, being ninth on, you could say that's quite an advantage, and I would say it is certainly somewhat of an advantage. Um, I didn't really want to be first or second on. That was the only thing I, I just felt I want to see this, this spill out first. I want to hear a few. I want to see the first couple of players play yeah. So I can get a load of how they're dealing with the stage itself, how they're managing the emptiness in there. And not having people there gave me time to kind of focus, concentrate, and really try to and take in this concert. And I sat, listen, I heard the first five players, 
before I went to lunch and got ready myself. And I thought, oh man, oh man, this is good in here. This room is so fantastic. And I'm really lucky getting to hear this because of my draw. So it was almost like when you weren't actually on the stage, it, it wasn't a big deal that the people were there. In fact, it was easy. I could have sat in any one of the, the few chairs that were there spaced out mm-hmm. and listened to people that I want. So it, empty. Yes. The other thing is during your lunch and other times when you're trying to maybe start getting your mental focus on your tune, you know, your draws coming up, you should start getting ready. What should I do in the old days? Should I go for a smoke now or not? And, um, things like that. But, I didn't have people bothering me with that. So I was pretty clear mind of when I wanted to go, when it was going to start. We knew there wasn't going to really be delays because everything was just running like perfect clockwork. It was set yeah. up that way. Mm-hmm. No, that was incredible to see how well run it was. It was so on time. You can nearly set your watch by it. <laughs> it was fixed up that way. The stewards were fantastic. We all, none of us had delays in when we could get started. So we really didn't have any delays of when to go on the stage. Mm. You know, you just have that minute where you, you know, they call you and go, okay, he's in the end of the P work or whatever. And, and you go, okay, geez. And you got to stop and put your jacket on and mop your head and you know, <laughs> put your hat on and, and get yeah. ready. Then, okay, I need to double check my pipes because I hopefully don't want to tune them too much out there and blow your way down. And Angus and I were the furthest hall away. So we had a little farther walk. Not that that's a disadvantage, but it did, it did slow things down just a tiny bit. But hmm. it, it was brilliant to be there. It's just... You know, it's it's one of those things I realized this year without all the people watching, I'm truly one of the lucky people. There you go. And honestly, even from tuning in at home, I have to admit, I watched the entire thing twice. (laughs) I watched it live as it was broadcast. And then I thought, I want to see this again. And I actually ended up watching it twice. But I'm I'm sure being there in person, there's nothing beats it has to be something about that atmosphere there at Blair Castle that there's something in the air. Yes. There's there's I mean I'm a I'm a big, big longtime fan of visualization and I work at that because it just puts me in a better space. It puts me in a a slightly less nervous space, you know, because I um I I got demons like everyone does, you know, but it's really come to light over the last sort of eight or nine years that I have to deal with uh, anxiety mm. and that's hard. And I think it, I don't know if it makes my nervous problems worse than your nervous problems, but it does make my ability to handle them a little different. Mm. And I have to do that. So I get into this visualization stuff and you, you know, I practiced for the two weeks with a giant poster of the great hall Oh, uh, and wow. you, can actually see, yeah. you can see behind me, I have a postcard of it up here. I just keep it because it's <laughs> but right, right in between the two banners there, there's a, that's yeah. a great wall. And I, I look at that and I'm like, be there. So I'm not in this room here sometimes. And when I get into those rooms, I sometimes say, get back into this room because it's go. a way of reversal of the psychology. And you can, you can almost feel your heart rate coming down sometimes. So I practice that a lot. Um, when they picked Lament for the Children, in the final tuning room, I remembered that that was the tune I played after my mom passed away. Well, I, not that I remember, I re-remembered it. Mm. And I played it at the Bay Street Armories in Victoria in the officer's mess. And there was a lot of people there that night 
um, who came to the Piper's Club and others that knew because I was there that, that I was going to play a bit that so they came down and I'm playing this tune that I wasn't really when I started I wasn't 100% sure I'd be able to make it um, that night but there were so many people that were just going like this or smiling or just really loving the tune and it was quite close quarters that vision was really sharp and so I don't know that I did that much during the play but when I was tuning up and looking out there I was I was trying to put that room into my head mm. to get into that super cool play for the love of it moment yeah yeah oh that's fantastic I love hearing that you know um, and when players such as yourself you know you talk about what you're actually thinking about whilst you're playing you can actually bring that emotion through your playing I feel you know you can actually hear it in the music you know I, I, I believe that, you know, I, I learned that in, in my book, you know, I learned it as a kid watching, it was wide world of sports and Jim McKay talked about it and they talked about these weightlifters and I used to laugh as a kid because they, these, and it was usually Russians and stuff, these big burly guys would <laughs> get up and they'd stare at the bar and they'd grunt at it and they'd do all this stuff. And then they'd just reach and they'd pick this thing. I'm like, whoa, he was a crazy man. Yeah. And then a coach was on one time and he explained the process that this guy had gone through and how he had studied visualization. And he, and he, he had to go through this kind of trans state to see himself lifting this weight that he'd never, ever lifted. It was impossible. And how yeah. they did that, I went, okay, that's really cool. So when I played golf, as a teen and stuff in my golf team, the coach often did that. And he started, and I was like, okay, that's just like the weightlifting guys. And that's mm. how they got you to really not just sort of see a ball putting. And I never ended up being a great putter, but you could see and watch the line of the golf ball go so that you believed it was going to go exactly where you hit it. And that's the theory. And the top guys do that. And I thought, well, as I started piping, that's how I have to do it. If I'm not in a good space here, I need to get myself to another space and hopefully the, the you know the working out and the and exercises go. and practicing and stuff is going to hold that part of it that's fascinating honestly fascinating uh, but so Bruce I could chat to you all about Glenfiddich your preparation and obviously your performance as well but I have some questions from our listeners that we have to ask you I'm afraid when we have you here um, so have you got any well tips or words of wisdom for folks who are lifting the practice chander for the very first time Oh, yes. Uh, let's see. Jesus, this could go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, find someone who's knowledgeable to help you. Yeah, get find a good shooter. Yeah. You need to go to a word that says institute or college or, or Gandhi or something <laughs> and, and say, I'm so-and-so from the back ends of England and I want to start the chanter. Mm-hmm. I'm happy, so is Alex, to point you in the direction of go to this site, go to this site, go to this site, and these people will narrow it down for you and find you the right person or the, who can help you online. There's a lot of, as you know, in any sport and stuff, there's a lot of bad tuition out there. Mm. And starting off on the wrong foot, not that I know it right, but there's a lot of people that do it incorrectly. And yeah. that set people off on a really bad trail. The second is understand that it's an extremely difficult instrument and you're not going to do it all in a year. 
you might get to a place, you know, and you need to look at the small steps to try and get bigger gains at a time. Don't try and be a hero. Don't try and, you know, be careful when you're in a band that they don't just say, that's fine. You know, because you might get good enough to walk down the street and that might be your goal, by the way, which is fine to play in this grade five band and do a couple of parades. Yeah. But your ability to take on more music because that band all of a sudden has a burn shuffer, it, it mm. takes you months and months and months because you've not learned any grounding on how to learn a tune, how to go about learning a tune. There you go. Yeah. So I think that's very wise, if anything. I know far too many players who left the chanter for the first time and they want to start playing Fiddler's Rally and Blue Cloud and all these big tunes, you know, but we're like, no, stick to Green Hills for a while, you know, build it up slow. <laughs> so, so that's pretty much where you're coming from, Bruce. Yeah. Get a real solid base and build. And you don't need to be, the other thing I talk to with a lot of my adult students is that it doesn't need to be technically perfect. They, so many people will play a tune at, let's just put a number and say 10 beats a minute slower to try and get every piece of execution in. Mm. Now, as a rule to practice, that's good. But my question to them is, you know, how did that sound? Well, that was much better. Really? Now, what would your cousin and your neighbor down the street think if you played that on the front stair? Would they go, ooh, what's that? And how about when you played a little quicker with a little bit of fire in your step and yes you missed the grip to see and you had two crossing noises but they're going to enjoy that aren't they there you go yeah the balance between the musical side at a grade four five level and the technical side and you know there's also bands where there's people like because i teach them like that they don't care and they just try to rip through these tunes full tilt and it's like okay now you've gone too far the other way because now it's a, it's a shambles yeah so you, you know there's a balance but they're I worry from the beginning grades right up to the top, to be honest, that this, this notion of playing what I called years ago, perfect playing, mm. everything right and double timed and everything perfect. It just doesn't, it doesn't do anything for anyone. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. you might just play it right off of the music writing program that you're using. It does. It comes across as almost robotic, you know, sometimes. You need to add some element of feeling in there, yeah. I agree. We have an instrument that doesn't stop and it doesn't change tone and doesn't get louder or quieter. You have to cheat. And nobody's, a dot, a dot's the easiest note to talk about. It just means that it's longer than an eighth note, for instance, mm -hmm. and not as long as a quarter note. But there's, you know, there's sort of 50% of difference there to play a dot, use that to your musical advantage. People think it has to be one and a half times. Well, in the math, yes, and mostly percussively, yes. But in real playing, no. Yeah, exactly. In days, in days. Uh, so Bruce, we've got another great question actually from a listener who's struggling with practice. Uh, they've been trying to learn this past tune Hold on, let me see. They've been trying to learn this tune for their band set for this last month and a half, and they can't get past a certain two-bar phrase. They've been hashing it out and hashing it out and just can't get anywhere. Uh, have you any recommendations for someone who's struggling with practice? Um, if they're putting the work in, it's, it's hard to know what they're having the trouble with. Is it the execution of the actual two bars, or is it the memory of it putting it in? Um, that's it. That, that didn't say. That's it. But it's difficult, right. yeah. I'll take that tune and go 
play the first four bar, well, not first four, let's say the first two bars. And then when I hit bar three, I will slow it down and play. Let's see if we can play it really slow. Good. Now let's play it slow with a bit of rhythm in there. Let's get rid of all of the technical things that we need to. Mm -hmm. So I'll just play the grace note here and there. So now I know that I can play um, second part, Green Hills, bar three. That's a hard thing to execute, really, mm. for a tune that's commonly regarded as easy. You know, to get that E doubling from a short F to a D to a D strike, and then the D to the hopefully not crossing noise, while the D to E, back, back to, to e. D yeah. doubling, that's a hard bit of work for any lower grade player. So I would break that down slower. And I'm always about proving to yourself that you know it. So even if you have to go at half the speed, first of all, the other thing I tell my adults is, listen to the band down the street that's coming up in the parade. Do you hear all the doublings and the grips? No. You hear <laughs> as they're coming up. As they get closer, you start to hear depth of the pipe maybe and the sound of the, you know, the fuller sound of the band. Then as they get closer, you go, oh yeah, I'm hearing these crips and torluas and stuff. So that doesn't always come in. So you need to have the music and the rhythm first. Then you want to add in what you can. Maybe just play a grace note first. And then if you feel you're comfortable, turn it into a doubling. But don't try and play it absolutely perfect at the speed of the rest of the tune. It's okay to have trouble with a bit. There you go. That's, that's sound advice, I feel. Yeah. Uh, we also got another uh, question from uh, a watcher, actually, of your YouTube channel, uh, who had mentioned that you said that you had three different chanters with you at the preparation for the Glymphitic. What goes into the process of choosing a chanter before you hit the stage? I don't like to do things twice. And so I work through all these chanters and reads. And it's just because I know what happens if I'm over there and I do something stupid and the phone rings as I'm taking my chanter out and I do something oh. dumb. And you know, I can't, I can't give away the Glenfiddich because I did something dumb. I need to have a couple of reads. So I go down from, I actually had four chanters with me. Mm. And some years I've had more. I, if I've got four or five or six, I'm going to read them all up and take them because it, it's, it's not a big deal to me to, to be playing through a bunch of these and then when I narrow it down to what I'm favoring. And I had a kind of what I thought was a favorite. And I had another one. And both of them had little niggly issues that I wasn't thrilled about. Um, but I need a channel that's going to be comfortable. I needed one that has, I don't really know how to describe it, except for that sound. Mm. It's not, sometimes a certain read that I play can be slightly piercing until I get it, some moisture onto it, and maybe even sand down the sides and then it warms up more. Whereas another companies, I'm not gonna push the companies, read that I play uh, sometimes, I, I get that freedom right away, but I don't, I don't know if I've got the 100% stability. Yeah. I, need, I need that vibration and the feel where when I blow that up, it might not be perfect now, but I know I can play this for an hour or two easily. This is great. It's got that feel of a nice read. And I won't yeah. start moving on the tape right yet. I'll move it once to get it close and then we'll let the read go. But I, it feels like, that feels like I could compete on that in a month, two months, six months, hopefully, or a read that, you know, I just don't know how those guys make reads last for two or three years. I just have never had that ability. 
No. And it's going to have a good top hand and a Peverick G for me. But if I don't have a good Peverick G, you know, even sometimes I try it and I'm like, geez, I'm not sure, not sure. I just finally take it and I'll go, and I'll bust it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the, yeah. me continuing to try something that I'm in my back of my head. I'm like, you're never going to play that anyway. What are you doing? <laughs> The, the Peabrook G is so difficult to get, though, on Chanders. That, that's what I found, you know, from watching you guys at the Glenfiddich. It seems to be one of the most difficult notes to tune for. Well, we've learned some things about it with different reeds, how to make them respond, different ways of shaving them. Mm. Um, for instance, shaving through some of that hard line on a, on a, on a ridge reed mm. can help the Peabrook G to vibrate in the sound box there. We designed, and you know, I'm not the engineer, but when we designed our chanter at McCallum, that was, there was three things. One, it had to be comfortable. Two, I had to make the spread smaller because mm-hmm. of my own hand, I have trouble with my hand. So I can't do that anymore. I needed to be comfortable. Three, the Peabrick G had to test with a lot of reads and just be good. No Peabrick yeah. G. And again, I'm not even interested. I want to try there you go that shows how important it is yeah definitely um, so Bruce I have to move on to another topic then rumor has it that you have another book coming out uh, do you want to tell us a bit about this it really came out of an idea where I had a lot of tips on preparing for contests uh, learning to lead practicing with commitment practicing with purpose getting more time out, um, <clears throat> things like that. And I had a lot of ideas and articles and I got to this place where I thought they're out, they're a mess. They're typewritten dribble. I need to make them look nicer for either for my website or something. And when I was talking with funny enough, Stephanie Burns, who published a great book, yes, yeah. a couple of books now, she'd said, you know, Bruce, it's simple. If you have a lot of stuff in your head from teaching, you need to write it down. And if you've got enough stuff written down, you need to organize it and write a book. And I went, really? You can just, <laughs> I, I just never thought of it because I've written music, but it's like, I, can you just write a book? How do you, I, it was like I was looking for some guideline that you had to take a course to be an author. <laughs> Which you kind of do, really. And, and that is to make sure you have a friends and an editor. There you so go. I put yeah. this, this is sort of all about my journey into how to deal with performance on its own, not necessarily piping. Uh, I believe that this could help. I've got a couple of golf friends and a hockey coach that are reading this right now and loving it. They're just much like I did with the inner game of tennis. I took out tennis and put piping and, you know, and and transferred it to my thought when I read that, I don't know, 25 years ago or something. And here I thought, what are the steps to anything, whether it's sports or music? So the, the book's divided into four separate parts and each part has four or five sections. So in the first section or part one is learning tunes or learning a skill. If you're an athlete, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I tried to write a bit of piping knowledge, but I often thought about my golf game and my golf coaching. So I could maybe make the sentence appeal to two, two different groups. Yeah. So we start with learning. I just called it learning tunes. Practicing with purpose. Small steps for big aims. 
getting the most out of your time, practicing more than normal, and listen and watch. One of the most important parts of learning. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Honest, I don't have the COVID. <laughs> An allergy. It goes into the, and that's what I think. We start, we get handed some music. The first thing we do is we scan it. We start figuring out what it's going to do, where it might happen. How are we going to learn it? We, you know, we start playing through sight reading and it, it's all just kind of getting the tune going. Then yeah. we move on to the next stage, which is rehearsal. And this is something that people are, are, are not that good at, generally speaking, because they don't know how. And one part of that is practicing with commitment. You need, a, you need commitment to what you're doing. Mm. Uh, love what you do. Make it fun. Okay. Yeah. Develop confidence in yourself. If you don't have confidence in yourself when you're working on the next part, which is practice for competition or performance or sporting game, if you don't have that confidence to deliver, you have no chance of delivering. Yeah. When okay. it comes to the crunch time. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I work on so much with my adult students because they just, they don't have the confidence. They feel down before they start. Mm. So then we get into the, the part three, which is the actual performance or the game. Mm -hmm. And we'll see that today. I'll see that today. And some other people watching the masters, it's no different for those guys on the golf course as people in piping. And that's visualization, calming your nerves. You've got to aim for brilliance. You just, you need to be there and aiming for brilliance, whatever brilliance is, it's mm -hmm. your own brilliance. And then, something that I describe uh, is called the 180 factor is something I designed several years ago that came about from visualization and help. And I'll go into that shortly because that's probably the biggest nugget that has helped a lot of students. Yeah. <clears throat> When we do the performance of the game, the final step, which I'm now realizing as well as an older guy, super important is moving forward. What do you do after it's over? You could say, I won, I lost. If you don't do anything with that, it's a dry end. But when you're moving forward, you can help your friends. You learn to lead by helping friends. Avoid mm -hmm. mediocrity, for sure. Mm -hmm. When you just, when medium is good, you're on the downward spiral. And finally, inspire others work to inspire others because it keeps you motivated for sure. One of the most inspiring guys I know is my great friend, Jack Lee. He's inspired me for years and, and tons and tons of people out West. But when I'm with him, he's ready to deliver and stuff because he, he just, he's confident and he works hard and he's inspirational. And that's what makes him, what makes him. And he runs all these other things to help others. That's it indeed. And if anything, quite an inspiring figure Jack Lee is and yourself as well, Bruce, I have to be honest, because you have a wealth of experience of tuition and that you've been involved in teaching now for years. And I have heard of this 180 development thing that you have. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? It mentions it on your website, but doesn't really say much about it. Well, that's because I want people to buy the book. You see, there you go. <laughs> I'll show you. The 180 factor. Um, we we all your students oh, oh there's too many pages just, just people will tell you what's wrong 
how, how did that go today? Well, I did this and I did that and, you know, I wasn't ready and they called me over to the platform too early. And so that's why I didn't play very good today. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but all it does is justify that you completely lost and you have no plan on what to do to fix it. Yeah, yeah. 180 factor is just a combination of stuff I've learned from different psychologists that say, when you first thing you have to do is write down your issue. I stop mm. calling it a problem. I call it an issue. Problem is a terrible word. That's like, oh, the problem with this means that makes it hard to solve. Yeah. The issue I'm having is A, uh, I never play good at 9.30 in the morning at any of these outdoor games. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm much better in the afternoon. Okay, well, why is that? Okay, yeah. so you, and you think about it, and it's thinking about it, I've also learned, doesn't do it. When you think about it and you come up with an answer, write it down. Mm. You write it down, then you say, how am I going to fix that now? Well, instead of being 9.30, and I did this one year at Oban, I got an early draw, and I didn't think I was going to be playing in that event, actually. I got a late cancellation. I got thrown in the gold medal. I was third on. I went, oh, geez. I don't... <laughs> it's going to be like 10 after 9. Yeah. So I thought, instead of worrying about the morning problem that I have, I went, 10 after 9, how do I fix this? Well, I'll make 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock. And I got up, and I thought, I don't have anything to do after the P-Rick. So I got up at 5. My B&B was, was dark, and, and you know, I just I grabbed a drink of water. And I went for a walk all around Oban Bay and I walked for about an hour. So I was fresh. I was vibrant. I was ready to go. Mm. Came back, had a shower, read a bit, breakfast, boom. I felt like I'd been up for hours by the time I went into the (laughs) tuning room, you know, at 20 after eight or whatever time it was. So the other thing you do is you set by writing what you're going to do to solve the issue. And I didn't put the third part in. I have to say it because it was a mistake. But the third column is you write down what your expected result will be. Oh, so I have a problem yeah. or an issue. I write down what I think all the reasons are and what we can do to fix them mm-hmm. and what will happen after. And it it works. There you go. You yeah. know, I'm not armed with three years of psychology study in a university. I am armed with a lot of lectures and hearing them and self-experience. The easiest one I can tell people who do this automatically is how many times have you gone to a games park to play the first time and you're with someone else who's maybe going the first time? You're you're wound really tight because you think you know how far it is to exit 782, and but you're not sure. And then you park in some parking lot that's, but the games are way over here. And where is the official's tent? And how am I going to find out my competition platform? And I don't know what it is. So you don't know anything and you're, you're, you're completely wound up yeah. and you might even be a little closer to the time. You know, I wanted to be there at nine 30 to give me an hour. Well, I'm now it's 25 to 20 to 10. Mm. So you missed your time and you're nuts. But after the end of the day, you go, you think the next year, ah, you know what that exit, it, it takes an hour and a half to get there. It's not an hour drive. Let's plan for an hour and a half, but we'll stop getting a coffee as well. So let's give it two hours. We now know the parking lot. 
you remember the parking lot over there? Yeah, and you have to walk <laughs> way over there. So you know it all. So you're like, boom, 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 boom. The second time you go to a games park to play, you could be second on the march starting at 8.30. But that second year that you do that event, it's monumentally easier than the first year you did it. Yeah, totally and different. You can keep those kind of stats in your head about let's go earlier it takes to but it actually still is easier again if you write it down there you go that's sound advice but, yeah but that's a big rounded thing i mean we have all these <clears throat> it's the smaller niggly ones that you want to anything you find that's negative mm. write it down ask why you, you think it's negative how can i fix that and if i do what's it going to be yeah, fantastic stuff could be about cold freezing food playing <laughs> anything dealing with people crowds no crowds driving anything to do with the performance you know the so if anyone out there wants to get a copy of this book then bruce where, where do they need to go they go to my website www.brucegandymusic.com mm-hmm. and you can find it in the new products there um, McCallum bagpipes currently has some, and I'm working on getting more to them as well. If you're in Scotland or whoever, North America and other areas, it's going to be easier to get it from me. But if you're, you know, you're local to Scotland, Ireland, yeah, UK, basically, you probably save a lot in the mailing, getting them through McCallum bagpipes. There you go. Uh, definitely going to be worth picking up because a lot of different folks contact our show regularly talking about performance anxiety, you know, practice and how they tackle all of that. So definitely a lot of good advice in there, I think. Definitely. I hope so. I hope so. It was, it was a lot of fun to put it together. Uh, you, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy that has a hard time finishing products and stuff, projects, getting to the end. I'm, I'm awesome at getting... 90% done. And then we go, it, because it's so easy to say, it'll be better when I fix that later, but it's all right. Cause you don't have to sort of admit failure of the project, <laughs> which is what happens with a lot of people who are going to compete. It's easier to kind of get ready and, Oh, I missed the deadline. Oh, I, I think I got to work that week. Any excuse because of the fear of failure. And so th- the biggest, the biggest thing that I did with this, was tell the people at the end, I don't care how much it costs. I want one book in my hands because that'll prove to me that I was somehow able to finish this thing. You know, and I know people, people write books in a month. You know, I was four years putting this thing together. Wow. There you are. Trying to find a, a route that made sense to me through the table of contents there on what the whole story is on on doing performance so I'm, I'm i'm happy that it's come out i'm not doing sort of a music music book if people are wondering yeah. <clears throat> mostly because i don't i don't you know i give a lot of tunes to lincoln hilton yeah. uh, who's got a good series of books out right now fantastic and there just isn't quite the market for no. that in no. live music as there used to be as you're probably well aware of that that's indeed, yeah, indeed. Well, all of this COVID-19 and all the rest has had such an impact on the bagpiping world, I feel, yeah. Um, how do you feel yourself, Bruce, uh, will be the future of the piping world, rolling through 21, 22, the years ahead? Truthfully, I, I, I wake up every day <clears throat> with a bit of that Groundhog Day gerbil thing going on, but I convince myself to go on to the day 
because I know that it's going to be better. Yeah. And I have to instill that belief in my head. I'm, I could be a hundred percent frontline cheerleader for Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson or whoever it is <laughs> to get this vaccine out and let's get it going, whatever. Cause you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything like that, but I'm convinced that they're not going to give it to people if it's dangerous. Yeah. It might yeah. not work the first one, but it's going to help a bunch and they're going to get it better and they're going to get it better. Uh, I, I wouldn't be a, I'm not a betting man. I wouldn't bet on the world's next year. And yeah, that's how we had talked about that on the show before about international <clears throat> travel, even for the world championships could be incredibly difficult next year. Yeah. We talked about this a little when we were, it was over a couple of weeks back mm. and we thought, you know, if we look at Oban, there's a lot of venues in that town that they could maybe get and they could restrict the contest and they could have the senior events at Oban going by, you know, the Peerics in this building and this one was in that building. Yeah, yeah. And just be a little more careful with everything. And we even suggested for Inverness that the piping center and RSAMD take on the Northern Meeting for a year. Mm-hmm. And you've got two venues and maybe Inverness needs to run for four days to get all the events. Mm-hmm. But that would be individuals traveling over and you could do that provided they get rid of the two-week thing if that mm-hmm. if we just have to be careful with distancing and you can't have the crowds then i think it can happen um if oban is on and inverness is on and we have to go for two weeks prior i'll be there there you go because it's yeah. too important these mm-hmm. contests and also you know what I'll be honest i i don't have that many tickets left for those for those big events compared to someone who's 25 or 30 um, <laughs> well, I think know, you have plen- plenty more years of great piping ahead of you, Bruce, I'm sure. Well, I hope so. I hope so. But you never know. And, and it's too important. And I don't want to miss it. But I have to believe that things are going to get better. Yeah. And also, that's my highly selfish mood is that I do not want to finish my piping career and my working career stuck at home where I can barely go out. <laughs> that's just, that's not life. And no. plus, I'm a big fan of of golf, as I may have mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I, I live for getting down south in the winter and having a week or two weeks in Phoenix or California and just hanging out somewhere nice, having a couple of beers and playing golf on nice courses and being warm when it's really just not pleasant here in Halifax. <laughs> it's freezing cold, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so we do have some big rap show staples that we ask every guest that comes on the show. Uh, so first of all, what is your favorite cheese? Have you got a favorite cheese? I probably have two. I like a smoked cheese, but because of the mood and everything it puts me in, it could be Cathedral City, extremely mature cheddar. Yes. Because you don't get that here. And I come to Scotland and two things happen. I get this brick of cheese for this outrageously <laughs> low price compared to what we pay. I have this big boom. But having said that, we also go to Costco and I can't just do this when I'm making pasta. I get a knife and I take a chunk of Parmesan. <laughs> Probably if I could eat it a lot, Parmesan. There you go. Yeah. Oh, cathedral. That, that's quite a popular one here in the UK for sure. Definitely. I can get it. There you go. <laughs> and also, pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Are you a fan? Oh, 
yeah, I am actually. Wow, there you go. <laughs> I don't do it often, but you, you know, it doesn't blend with everything, but pizzas are pretty, <laughs> pretty different, you know? There you go. Uh, also, another Rab Show staple is, uh, are you a fan of yellow flashes? I know there's been a bit of a trend recently of some bands wearing oh, yellow flashes. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. No, I have to agree with you there. Yeah. And also, there's a couple of questions that are quite big. I might involve some thought, but uh, throughout all of your storied history in the piping world, in solo piping and bands, has there been any one moment that you could say that was really cool? Playing at the Glenfiddich with my son. Wow. Yeah, I've thought that might be up there. Nobody, yeah. nobody gets to do that. Nobody's done that. Nobody can take that away. I've had some unbelievably great moments <clears throat> and some great moments where I learned so much due to it being a disaster, by the way, <laughs> that I'm, you know, after it cools in the dust for a while, I've learned that that was fantastic in a, in a way I really hope it never happens again. But, <laughs> but no, playing at the Glenfiddich with Alex that goes with the fact that a good lot of our very closest friends came over to support and, and come to the Glenfiddich and yeah. why, and we had a table the night before of probably 16 people there for Alex and I family and close friends, probably the most beautiful intimate dinner I'd ever had the night before. And, the, and that that's, that's a day and a half that will be maybe the piping day of, our life that's fantastic that that's such a story yeah and i remember at the time i, I know there wasn't a dry eye in the house everyone was like oh my god that's brilliant <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah quite an awesome story so for those folks out there who are interested in grabbing bruce's new book go to brucegandymusic.com go and grab your copy now when you can and so bruce have you any parting words then for folks listening uh before we say cheerio i think yeah um if you're a piper or a drummer, keep playing, find groups. Uh, you know, we don't have a big rab show showing 14 bands playing right now, and I'm no. sure that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to have to do some replays, much like they do on television of the great sports games and stuff. That's you it. might have to replay the, the 2017 British Championships or something. Could do. But <laughs> you need to play, and they need to find a purpose to play. Uh, this helps me a lot. I invent a gig or I try to get a gig. Yeah. I can speak piping. It's easier. Get out to an old folks home and play for them. They're, they're worse off than we are right now. If you can't yeah. phone them up and ask if you can play in the parking lot, a couple of pipers and a drummer, let them all know to come out in their balconies to watch. Not because it's doing good. It keeps piping going. I find if yeah. you just, when you're just playing and you go into a lesson and then you play and you don't have any place to showcase it, it's fine. And go out there and play and understand that it's not the gold medal. Just do it as good as you can and make it musical and rhythmical. And if it's a bit cold and you miss 14 tackles, nobody cares. <laughs> they want to hear some music. Keep the music going before and do not let this beast of a disease defeat us. Yeah, 100%, Bruce. I couldn't agree more. And I have to say a huge, huge thank you from, well, for myself, for the rest of us in the Rab Show team and everyone listening right now, thank you for all of your amazing music at this year's Glenfiddich and countless years of incredible music and for taking time to chat to us. Thank you very much, Bruce. Thank you. I'd, I'd like to end saying 
thanks to you, Rob, for hosting a show like this, oh. coming up with something different to keep the piping and drumming community with a show to look at and, and be interested in. You know, it, it's, it's going through and hanging on and people are subscribing and showing up there, they which are. is fantastic. Yeah. Where the sort of these Facebook live concerts, we all got, we've, I played them. We flooded the place with them so much in March and April that people are like, okay, now that's old. So yeah. your show is coming up with different ideas. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, there you are. So that's it for another episode of the Rab Show podcast. And thank you so much to Bruce Gandy for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> wow. What an absolute legend. I have to say it was an honor to have Bruce Gandy on the show simply amazing and didn't i tell you you had some real good nuggets of information in there and advice for future players and stuff and a lot of stuff actually that i'm still considering myself and my own plan you know approaches to practice and different things a lot of great advice in there but visualization and stuff fascinating fascinating stuff so there you are i have to give a massive shout out and a thank you to bruce gandy for appearing on the show it was a pleasure talking to him, and I really do hope that he'll be coming back on future episodes of the Rab Show podcast. I hope this is not the last we'll see of him on the show. We really hope to have him back again. So, guys, if you've enjoyed this week's episode, we really do hope you have. You can email us, of course, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com is our email address. Or, of course, you can reach us on Weekly Drone if you want to do it anonymously, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. Now, I did promise you another little sprinkling of Christmas just before I head out the door. And, um, yeah, we didn't get a World Championships this year, you know. But this song is, yeah, it's talking about the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The pipe bands are playing, the kilts they are swaying, and lashings of beer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all. With the pipes blowing steady and rolls at the ready, it's Glasgow we call. It's the happiest. Happiest season of all There'll be spurns a-shaking And kilts that are waving When we reach Glasgow Green in the town The wives are complaining The old boys are talking Of worlds that are long years ago It's the most wonderful time of the year the stands are all open, we've all got our capes on, but the weather is clear. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Field Marshal Montgomery meet in Ferrari and battle it out on the green. Drum majors are plenty and tents never empty. The world's is the place now to go. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
There'll be much celebrating, the bandsmen all cheering when we lift we spiky. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful world. Once a year. <laughs> There you go. The most wonderful time of the year. And yes, that last note really does make me cringe sometimes. You know, I'm not a singer. I'm really not a singer, honestly. Uh, But yeah, that was a bit of fun there. Of course, singing about the World Championships, which is our Christmas every year, of course, for the Pipers around the world. The world is the place to be. Yeah. But guys, we're rolling into the holidays. And like I said, we've got some real amazing interviews and some big shows coming your way over the holiday season. And uh, yeah, so stick with us over the next few weeks as we continue to churn out the pipe and goodness each and every week. And like I said, if you do want to help support the show, you can do. Head along there to our Patreon page and go and click on support. And uh, yeah, you'll be part of the Patreon faithful. All right. So, like I said, in the next couple of episodes or so, there will not be any weekly drone, but we will still be accepting your uh, submissions and stuff. So, do keep them coming in to us. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash weekly drone. And, of course, our email address as well, BigRabShow at gmail.com. I will hopefully see you all tuning in to the Wakem District competition this weekend. I'm really looking forward to that. And good luck to all of our competitors as well in that competition. I dare say it's going to be a pretty stiff competition, if I'm honest. Yeah. So, yeah, hope to catch you all on the live stream over the weekend. And thank you all for downloading this week and lasting till this length in the podcast. It's been a long episode this week, folks. But if you have stuck to this length of the podcast, you deserve a reward, I suppose. And that reward will be me going. <laughs> Cheerio! Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you all on the Big Rab Show podcast next week for another dose of pipe and goodness. Until then, folks, we'll see you again. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.